Hi, I'm Ryan North. I'm Lori Fungi. And I'm Sean Wilson. You're listening to Foster Family Matters, a production of CK Family Services. People united through God to enhance the physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being of at-risk children and families. And welcome back to CK's Foster Family Matters. Hope you're having a great uh, summer so far. And I uh, hope you really enjoyed the last episode that we put out, which is the first episode in the summer book series that we're doing about the whole brain child. Uh, just real quick before we jump into the second part, um, I'd like to uh, just bring up real quick the Facebook group that we set up, which is aptly named Foster Family Matters, just like the show. Uh, we've got some uh, membership and, and we've seen a couple of people commenting in there and, and posting some uh, some. Uh, Information. I don't know what to call it, Lori. Some posts. Save me here. Posting posts. <laughs> They've been introducing, uh, sharing some insights and things that they liked about the podcast, which we really appreciate the feedback. It helps steers us in directions and um, really just lets us know a little bit more about you. And that's, that's right. what we want to do. So how about how about this? And again, I didn't run this by you guys, so um, we're just people are hearing it at the same time that you're hearing it. What if people posted questions in the Facebook group? That's a terrible idea. I and we answer them on the podcast. <laughs> I love that idea. That's a great idea. Sean and I actually did talk about it. You're hearing it live first time. Now. Sorry. It's okay. You're Let's do that. So, so post stuff in there. Uh, give us, uh, what'd you call it? Questions? Questions. Inquiries? Inquiries. Comments. Comments about... We don't about want suggestions though, haircuts. right? Do we, do we unilaterally agree on that? <laughs> yeah. Suggestions are off the Try table. to hold them at bay. Right? Yeah. Well, especially like, you know, I suggest you get a different haircut or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Does everyone that notice Ryan's hair today? It has been trimmed. It has been trimmed. It's my summer he cut. He does look clean cut. Mine, mine has not. It's still... Yeah. Exactly. So this is the summer do. The summer do. So, um, without any further ado... Oh, I see what you did there. You're clever with words, Wilson. <laughs> words are easy sometimes. <laughs> Um, without any further ado, let's get to today's topic because I'm sure we've already lost half of our audience. <laughs> um, <clears throat> let's salvage what we have left of the rest of the folks. Hang on. So, Come back. <laughs> so today, today we're, uh, today we're talking about chapter three. Um, and so in the previous discussion, we did an intro to the book. We did, uh, chapters, uh, one and two, uh, where we talked about left brain, right brain. And trying to reestablish connection there, right? Mm -hmm. And today, I think we're going to get into upstairs, downstairs, which I know for for many of you, um, you you may not know what this thing is living in Texas, but in some parts of the country, they have this thing called a basement. Mm. True. I've heard of one. Basement. It's it's typically a floor below the first floor. I once saw one in New Jersey one time. Really? They have them in Minnesota. They let you in New Jersey? Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin. They did. I, I didn't talk the whole time I was there. Did you, did you spray tan before you went? Um, <laughs> it was in the winter, so I had long sleeves. No left. offense to anybody from New Jersey listening. <laughs> Don't make me give my disclaimer again. We just talk. We mean no offense to anyone. Uh, anyway, so, so – okay, We so, mean no offense. <laughs> mean no offense. Exactly. So upstairs, downstairs, uh, yep. who wants to kick us off on today's discussion? Okay, I'll start because Lori's pointing her index finger at me. <laughs> you, my um, so, um, so the left brain, right brain stuff we talked about before, um, that's a lot more common knowledge. Um, but the upstairs, downstairs stuff is not. And still when we, when we would speak to, to groups of people or, or do training or whatever, well, I'll ask the left, right. And, you know, when you do that, you probably get fewer hands up for the upstairs, downstairs. Um, but it's really, really fascinating um, and it, 
really helps me understand a lot and how um, all of those higher functions like logic and reason and empathy and morality and good decision making live in the upstairs part of your brain. And as your brain develops and, and parts of this come online, um, that we're able to do those things uh, and understanding how your downstairs brain where reactions and responses and emotions and survive and protect and all that stuff lives um, can actually disconnect from the reason part of your brain. And depending on, you know, um, how much exercise or development those lower regions of your brain have got, how, how hard it is actually to climb that staircase from the, uh, the downstairs to the upstairs because, um, you know, we have to re, as I talk about in the book, you have to reintegrate your brain, right, to get to a place. So, um, because, um, when I learn things, um, I, I sort of come up with these, um, situations to, to test them. And so I got home from, got home from work one day and, um, and, and I said to my wife, Hey, will you just walk up the stairs? Just walk up the stairs. We're going to time you. And she like looked at me like I was weird. I said, just humor me. And so she did. And then we came down and then I became the kid's favorite, favorite parent. I said, go and get stuff and just like throw it all over the stairs, Legos, toys, whatever. And she just looked at me and I said, okay, now we're going to time you. And she had to be a lot more careful and it took a lot longer. And she said, what was that all about? I said, uh, that's how trauma brains work, mm. right? It just takes so much longer to, to, to integrate that. So I figured out, I figured out this year that I'm a prop preacher. I have to have illustrations and things. So, um, integrating that upstairs and downstairs, understanding how that all works and having some tools and strategies to do that, um, is really, really important and has, uh, you know, helped take stuff that could have dragged on for an hour to dragging out for maybe 10 minutes in our house over the years. Mm -hmm. And I love that illustration because what that shows, I think, just to the layman, not a therapist or psychologist or a professional that's been doing this for a long time or a neuroscientist, it's, it, it's the simplicity of that trip, that ability to go from the downstairs upstairs when trauma is involved is can be laborious and hard and difficult because things are getting in the way and and we have to stand back and any time in real life with a child asking what's getting in the way right now when we're not getting the response that we think we're due or that's expected of that little one in that moment when the tantrum is so big what's getting in the way right now from from the calm and the consoling so i think i'm jumping ahead a little bit over here and that's okay i hope um, you know, I really like when they talk about the difference between an upstairs brain tantrum and a downstairs Yes, the two types of tantrums. Yeah, that's oh, like one that, of my favorites. That revolutionized interaction with our children at home because um, now it's like, hey, I need you to stop crying and listen to me. And, or, or something of those, if, and if they can immediately turn the emotion off, you know where it's coming from. Because I think, and for us, that's really, really helpful because a lot of times people will say, well, is this related to their trauma or is this just typical childhood development? Um, are they are they are they dealing with something, or are they trying to control the situation? Um, and, and the answer is always complicated because I think that a parent's responsibility is to do all of the work necessary to become the world's leading expert in their child. Hmm. And if you are the world's leading expert in your child, you will come to learn over time where where that um, where they're coming from, whether that's a, a downstairs reaction or whether it's um, crafted and cultivated. Right. And what Ryan's talking about, it's actually on page 45 um, in chapter three of the tantrums, colon, upstairs and downstairs. And I just think this is a really simplistic way to categorize 
the big feelings and the explosive responses that you're seeing in your home. So to step back and like Ryan was saying, ask yourself, is this an upstairs tantrum? Is this child able to be consoled with me saying, hey, buddy, stop crying. Daddy's here. Mommy's here. Let's talk about what's going on versus the tantrum with the kicking and the screaming. And when we approach that child um, with that left brain to left brain, or we approach that child in, in the or right brain to right brain where we're seeing the emotion and we're meeting the emotion, we're trying to get give um, language to that emotion of just getting down on the kid's level and saying, I'm here, and that's not enough. That's not calming that tantrum down. I think that shares with you that there's such big emotions taking over, and that's your downstairs tantrum. It's just when it's big and chaotic and doesn't make a lot of sense because sometimes the downstairs brain doesn't make a lot of sense. Can I get a witness? Amen. So I uh, <laughs> I need to apologize for jumping right ahead of the tantrum thing. You did jump a little bit. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, I, so I apologize for that. I don't know if you can edit this back into sequence or not. I don't even know how to spell edit. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it like oh, D-I-E-T or something like I that? I think you had all the right letters. Um, you know, I well, think- Edit po- and diet have all the same letters. Mm. Well, mm. editing is really a diet for the content. You know. We digress. Wow, it's completely digress. Um, but anyhow, um, so so the, the staircase thing, though, uh, you know, things get in the way of this clutter. But the other thing um, that we need to remember is all of those connections between the child's downstairs brain and upstairs brain aren't quite all there um, when they're children. <laughs> right? Excellent. Yeah. Yes. So 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 sometimes. So I, I did this one time here at pre-service training. A lie. I do it most times in resource training. But the, the, the one time specifically, I asked for a volunteer. Um, we were talking about the brain, and I said, um, and, and as, as this person came to the front, I whispered in the ear, I said, are you okay if I yell at you? And they're like, sure. And I'm like, okay, take out your phone, put it in airplane mode. And so they did, and I, and I said, okay, now open a browser and find me somewhere to have dinner between the classes. And they went, well, I can't. That's not connected to the internet. And I said, you know, um, this is so typical of you making excuses instead of doing what I asked you to. And they're like, no, you're not. I'm like, I don't hear it. Um, what I need is somewhere to eat. And you're just telling me why it can't be done. And I know it can be done. And I need you to do it now. And they start explaining why why it's not possible. And I just amp up my, my volume, my tone, my cadence, and just shut them down all of the time. And eventually this person was just looking at me with like wide eyes. And I said, that is all of you are like have like real kind of feelings about me. Your body feels something towards you right now. And none of it's good. We do that to our kids all the time. That is such a good example. You know, we do that to our kids all of the time because we require them, we demand that they use parts of their brain that don't even function. And, and so that's why I like the online thing because the physical structure is there. It's right. just not connected. It's not online. And it's a futile pursuit. And and this is why, why I love the whole brain child because it made a lot of co- complicated neuroscience very easily digestible and understandable yeah. for me. And so it's one of my favorite books, even though there have been tons of books released since and not everybody quotes this one as much as I like to. But it's a fantastic book because it helped me understand that there are just parts of that of those higher level functions that aren't working. And trauma disrupts that development, right? You use the phrase neurotypical development all the time, Lori. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so here's an example. Empathy is your, you know, your ability to care about other people. So what if, if that empathy part of your brain because of your trauma is not online yet and it's been delayed and all of a sudden you do something that you shouldn't in your home, well, you don't care how that impacts somebody else in your home. People are like, well, why don't they care how their actions impact people? 
And the answer is they literally can't care. Like they don't have no capacity for caring. Well, will that change the way you think about the children? Maybe. If you hear that enough, I think you will. So that's, that's you know. And we say this all the time of it's not about they won't. It's that they can't. Yep. And I think this is so reflective, especially biologically, physiologically, neurologically. If the pieces are not there, they cannot. Yep. Right. And so it offers me as a parent a sense of freedom and permission to go, okay, stop getting so worked up about this because I'm reminding myself they cannot do it. So I feel this sense of relief and my expectations get lowered based on my own response to that. Me yeah. remembering that and going, okay, I'm pushing for something that's never going to happen. Yeah. Um, so why am I pushing? Yeah. I mean, it, it takes a long time to get there, though, right? We had to hear that message over and over for years yeah. and years. So so the way that uh, – something I did – I did read the book a little bit um, in preparation for today. I'm, I'm not nearly uh, the subject matter expert as my, my two co-hosts are on the deal, but something that kind of as as the as a lay parent in, in the group here uh, that struck me was the that concept of kind of like the upstairs is, is under renovation, right? Or yeah. it's still, yes. still being I love that built, illustration. Right? Because right. That, that fits in really well with what you guys are talking about is, is being online, offline. It's not there yet. And I think I think what they say in the book is that you're in your 20s before your brain is fully developed. And and I, I my wife reminds me that for me, it was somewhere in my 30s. But, well, science but, is showing it's actually 33. So yeah, since this okay. book is <laughs> we've, moved, we've moved the finish line by eight years. Yeah, stop bringing facts into my conversation. I never let facts get You're in the validated. Way of a good story. If it was that one. So, <laughs> well, just validating his wife is what you're doing. That's exactly what happened. Thanks, she, was on, she was on the cutting edge. <laughs> so, Us women got to stick together. Yeah, but I, I love that illustration. And for me, like downstairs, upstairs, and there's a staircase. And, and you know, I'm tying some of a little bit of every what everyone has said so far into this, it makes a lot of sense. And if your upstairs is is under renovation or under construction, you got to be careful when you're up there, yep. right? Because there's nails and there's tools and there's there's tape and there's, you know, all these dangers and hazards. And and for our kids going up into that space, when we're, we're kind of trying to force them into that space with our rational thinking, and they're like, but that's scary. And there's all of these dangers up yep. there, right? And it's, I think that's, I, I love that, that part of the book. That, that was fantastic. And I think the rest of chapter three is how do we put on the hard hat? How do we put on the um, steel toed shoes? How do we make sure, how do we dance around or, or tiptoe around the broken boards and the nails that are laying on the ground? And, and how do we safeguard our kiddos to be able to navigate in that space in their brain? And, I, and that's what I love about the three strategies. So going into the strategies that Chapter 3 actually offers, the first one was engage, don't enrage. And I think so much of that, much like the horizontal integration that Chapter 2 talked about, Chapter 3 is now talking about vertical integration, meaning the upstairs-downstairs brain. Um, some of this is reflective of that right brain, that I'm going to engage the child. I'm going to meet the child where they are. I'm going to get down on that kid's level. I'm going to make eye contact. I'm going to be physically present and physical in my approach. So I may hold his hands, um, put my arm around him, show him comfort to be able to settle and assuage that lower brain so that we can start to climb those stairs hand in hand together. I wasn't really 
pay attention. I was reading. <laughs> you usually don't. <laughs> oh, that's cheap and unfair. So this and is I'm going to request that that part be, be edited out. This Sean. is this is going to lead the show. This will be how we. This is, I'm going to I'm going to take all that stuff about the Facebook group from the beginning, and we're gonna we're gonna plug this right in there. People are like, oh no, mom and dad fight. We are real. We are real people, and they are not married. <laughs> no. <laughs> To one another. <laughs> right, true. <laughs> to one another. They are yeah. married. They're not married to one another. Nonetheless, um, no, that's absolutely right. And I think that we can all kind of uh, – that first strategy, I love the way this is worded, right? Don't uh, engage. Don't enrage. Because as a parent, you know, we're dealing with our own upstairs, downstairs stuff in the middle of Amen, trying to help brother. our kids with their yeah. upstairs, downstairs yeah, stuff. Can I get right? a witness? And, to testify. And so <laughs> – Heaven forbid that we're actually called upon to be adults in in that yeah. parenting moment and and kind of put our examine and put our our stuff away so we can help our children complete their construction project and and get upstairs into that mm-hmm. rational part of their their own experience. But um, so frequently, and I think sometimes, unfortunately, intentionally, we enrage our kids instead uh, of ooh. engaging them. That's because, controversial because you've hurt me and completely accurate. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've heard me and right. I'm going to get my pound of flesh. Yeah. And it's not just about corporal punishment, right? I mean, there's, that's, that's emotional and, and, you know, words hurt yep. and uh, so on and so forth. See how it feels. So I love the way this is, this is worded though, because it's, it's engage because in the engagement, then you can impart and teach them things like the empathy that you mentioned before and those higher level reasoning uh, skills. And that's key. That's key to remember that when you engage, you have the capacity to teach. When you Mm. enrage, when that child is in a complete state of disarray, there is no teaching opportunities. And I think we forget that. We think the louder I get, the more cursed I get, the more um, angry I get or explosive, then that will really set it in. Because he'll remember how this felt for him. He'll remember how angry I got. And he's not going to make that choice again. See, and that is a teaching moment. Because what you're teaching your child is, I'm irrational. And and I'm somebody that you have to be afraid of. Yep, and that's right. I'm somebody yep. that you you'd better tread carefully around. I'm I'm unpredictable, and that is not what we yep. want to teach our children. Excellent point. And and, and yeah, the unpredictability again um, is the exponent on on the on the being scared. Um, you know, I I think when when kind of you know in my 40s, still thinking about how this stuff applies to me helps me with my kiddos because just think about the times when you're scared and you're not functioning in the upstairs part of your brain, but you're back downstairs. Um, you say ugly things, you yell, you do things you're not proud of, your emotions take over, your ref- reflexes take over. It's just, uh, and, you know, have you ever said anything to, to your spouse since all three of us are married um, and, and afterwards thought to yourself, who was that person? Never. Or... or Maybe, um, or maybe they said something to you, and you're like, "Who is that person?" Either way, um, it'll do. She's oh my she's, gosh, it's Sean so bad. She's leaving me hanging. You have to look oh. through. Oh, that was like me last time. I yeah. was left hanging on the high five. That's, that's gonna that's gonna be a great room. shot. Here's my face. All of a sudden, just two hands. In front of that's true. That's true. <laughs> it, it, is. Up. it is. It's actually kind of at your chest level, but um, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You can see us. Um, where was I? Oh, saying things that you right. I mean, just think about how you re- respond when you're scared, and and um, you know, you're right, Sean. The hardest part about parenting is that you have to be the adult in the in the interaction, which is hard, uh, especially if you have unresolved issues, because they rear their ugly head, and all of a sudden, um, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer: if you want a, a window into somebody's childhood, watch them parent their children when they're under pressure. 
when they're not operating from the upstairs part of their brain. Because um, I know I was yelled at as a kid, and when I'm not operating from the upstairs part of my brain, I yell at my children. Um, so, you know, my wife gets to see my childhood. I get to see her childhood. It's all beautiful. So we owe it to our kids uh, to mentor them to kind of work through our things too, because that's the only way we really kind of can, the only way we're actually fully able to teach them and show them the way to go, because that developing mind needs nurturing and coaching, and we need to be in a place that we can do it. And they did, Tina and Dan did an excellent job at the end of chapter four. So I'm, I love that you segued with that. So when we do, on when we talk about chapter four, um, I want to share some things in the back that, that they had outlined of. So much of this is about the kiddos and how we can utilize this in our interactions with our children. But then at the very, I don't know if you guys have noticed in the end of each chapter, it's what does this look like for us as adults? And I was so appreciative of that in chapter four of those little notes about the the parents and the adults as a whole and what does this look like for me? And there was so much truth and a lot of truth of what you're speaking into now, Ryan, um, that I think will be really helpful when we get into chapter four. So right before we jump into the fourth and fifth strategies, let me, I, I want to throw out the amygdala real quick because yeah. that's something that's specifically brought up. And that's, yep. that's kind of the, the, the resident, uh, uh, boss, I would say in, in my video game world, this is the boss you have to beat for this level True. is the amygdala because the amygdala can, can cause you can cause all of that rational reasoning to go just right out the window. Right. Um, it's, it's the one that gets the trump card. It's the one that gets to, to, to pull out and say, you know, survival is on the line now to heck with ration and reason and empathy. This is about saving your own hide. Is that kind yeah, of what the amygdala is? Is it distressful to you that, that something the size of an almond controls you? <laughs> I know, isn't that wild? Because that's distressing to me. <laughs> like, almond, I need, That's pretty small. I needed to be bigger than it, an almond. <laughs> <laughs> well, it shows how amazing God is to me. Like, that's just fascinating um, that he can use something like that. I, I feel like you're trying to scoreboard me here. I'm not. Because I, I feel genuine shame in response to what you just no said. No shame. Does it need to be large, though? Isn't it pretty much just like off on? Isn't it a toggle? I mean, it doesn't. Like it, a light like, switch? it doesn't have I'm to not, have complex. I'm not patterns. trying to be rational about it's it. Like, <laughs> it's like it's like danger. Shut off. Yes, it is. It's Safe, the it's what on. keeps us protected, and right. so they do a really great job of having conversations, or at least illustrating what conversations look like with kiddos to help them have body brain integration for them to be knowledgeable about what's going on. Um, and this is something I think. I see myself often doing, not just as a therapist, but with my own kids, of your brain, it ha you have a really, really special, amazing brain, and it has a superpower, and that Thank superpower, you, <laughs> I was looking at you. You were looking you at too. him. Your brain's pretty amazing, too, Brian. Thank you. I, I feel affirmed. Sean, do you <laughs> feel affirmed? Know. But mine's better, right? Yeah. I mean, just well, between At some point, are you going to say, thank you for sharing? No. but <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for trusting me with your feelings. <laughs> And that superhuman, that superhuman power is to keep you safe and to protect you. And that's what your brain does. So when you start to feel these things and you want to get out of control or you want to scream or you want to run away, that's your body's way of making sure that you feel safe. And there's something about that that is empowering to a child. And I love that narrative for them to be able to hold on to and understand what's going on. While, that, while that might be empowering to a child, I think it's a preamble to bad news for parents, though. Um, because um, as amazing as the brain is, it can either protect itself or it can learn. And so when you're in that place, uh, it, it, when your amygdala is running the show, um, you, you're not learning anything. So when the child runs through the house, trips, falls, and starts crying, telling them, see, 
this is why you shouldn't run in the mm. house, um, is a fool's errand. That doesn't work? No. But we love it. We love it so bad. Um, so understanding that, that the teachable moment um, is not when they're experiencing the pain and the distress and having emotional responses. The teachable moment is once we're, we've ridden that wave and we've reintegrated the upstairs brain and they're able to actually receive information. It's why um, if you're having an argument with your spouse and things get heated, um, you should probably just stop trying to make good points because they're not good points at that time. They're, they're not just, landing. Yeah, they're, they're just threatening words coming out of your mouth. And so it's the same with children. Um, understanding what I just said, like when from, we don't ever, ever say, I told you not to run in the house. We just say, oh, baby, are you okay? Can I get you an ice pack? And, and then snap our fingers. Remember that video with Purvis goes, get me a green tea latte or whatever. Yes. <laughs> we love doing that at home. Give me a Band-Aid. <laughs> and somebody runs and gets a Band-Aid. And, and then we, when we try to solve the world's problems with nurture, affirming words, love, hugs, kisses, Band-Aids, and ice packs. Talk about that strategy real quick. Flesh that out a little bit more for me and for the, for the folks listening. So is that, is that a distraction technique? Is that what that is to kind of break the tension of the moment? No. What, what is that? Um, it, 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 it's connecting, it's connecting first, right? So we're just connecting on an emotional level. Yeah. They understand I'm with them. Um, I hear them. I see them, all those kinds of things, right? They either connect, then redirect, or as TBRIs connect, then correct. Um, that, that's really what that is, is we're just connecting on an emotional level with the child. With the like, go get me a, a Band-Aid thing? That's what I'm talking about. Assigning somebody else. Assigning somebody else. The, his wife, Kayla, or any other kiddo in the home that's okay. willing and able to be helpful in that moment. Mm -hmm. While the parent is soothing the child. Yeah, so you don't leave their the side while they're struggling. Oh, I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I'm, so that's why I'm able to stay with the child who's struggling and then somebody else helps. And, and the, the amazing, miraculous healing power of Band-Aids will never, ever cease to amaze me. They're even more powerful than grandma's kisses, apparently, because they are just like, boom. And see, what Ryan is, is talking about, um, and back to Sean's point about the amygdala on page 43, just this quick quote, the primitive part of the brain, this primitive part, the amygdala, has received an intense surge of energy, leaving him literally, literally unable to act calmly and reasonably. And so we, and we know that we've got to assuage that so that we can get to this place of calm and reasonably. So with sitting down and tending to the physical, tending to the emotional, that's the the precursor that has to be done before we start climbing up those staircases. Yeah, because because we're we're helping them ride the emotional wave. We're connecting with them on the emotional level, which lets them know um, that you matter more to me than the rules do. Um, and so, you know, that's we've seen a lot of success with that. Um, here, I keep saying the phrase, but I have more bad news or some version thereof, Sean. And, and, and the more bad news I have for our specific audience is that if our children have come from a place where they live in chaos and fear constantly uh, with a lot of unpredictability and stuff, that part of their brain is actually overdeveloped. So their ability to um, – their ability, that's not the right word, but, but their brain's ability capacity. to – whatever, to stay, to stay connected and integrated yeah. is, is compromised. Mm -hmm. And we go to those places of big emotional and fear responses a lot faster sure. because that part is actually overdeveloped and, and more highly functioning. So yeah. it's, These are, it's whatever you, you – I mean, it's just like working out, right? You work yeah. out a specific right. muscle, that muscle gets bigger. You, you yep. neglect the others, they atrophy. Absolutely. This might be the size of a walnut in a traumatized person. <laughs> Wow. These are the kiddos that create chaos in the midst of peace. 
um, that that piece can sometimes feel too uncomfortable. So when you're at the dinner table and, and Johnny just chunks his plate across the table, it may be that that sense of family and that sense of belonging and that sense of solitude was was too scary. And so he needs to liven things up a little bit and spice it up and have a have a behavior. So that like how you said, minded. spice it up at dinner time. It's clever. <laughs> Th- this Thanks. is this is kind of different. Uh, this is not in line with what we were planning to talk about today. But I'm I'm melding chapter two and chapter three together because there's a left and there's a right and there's an up and there's a right. down. Is this a four quadrant kind of a brain or Ooh, um, because I'm, if you get into downstairs on the emotional side of the brain, like that's that's a. Uh, that's a fun place to be. I would imagine. Well, it, 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 it's it's a it's a it's a four dimensional staircase. <laughs> it's a four dimension. The dimension, yeah, quadrant quadrant kind of feels uncomfortable, but dimension wise, yes, quadrant seems it's, too rigid or too dissected. Yeah. Um. This way, this has has some collaboration. Every piece is working together. But I'll tell our parents that we that that I serve here at CK, um, especially if there's a trauma background. Our majority of our kiddos, they live in the in the amygdala. They live in the downstairs brain and take up residence in the right side. So you're going to see a lot of emotion, not a lot of reason. You're going to see some big behaviors, and it's our job to to help them get to the left and help them get upstairs. And so I think majority of our kiddos with a traumatic background are going to have these kinds of behaviors. Yeah, I'm not now that now that I think about it, I'm not sure that even four-dimensional staircase makes sense to me because think about how your brain develops so the right side comes online first and then the left side. So it's not just that it's left right and up down, but it's also diagonal right. in terms of how it develops and it's almost kind of like a yeah, yeah it's the, like the, the curves weird and so that's why the, the in in and so you see when it, you know didn't mean to, you know, meld two and three together um because when we talk in terms of connect, then redirect, um, that connect and redirect is probably more, more logically as connect and then redirect, right? So you're going diagonally to the left. You're just not going horizontally. I think what I'm hearing is it's not a staircase. It's one of those weird elevators like was in the chocolate factory. Yes. Right? Where <laughs> yes. it can even like shoot out the top and fly around the neighborhood and come back. Exactly. Yeah, so so um, in closing, your brain's like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. <laughs> <laughs> We're not closing yet, Ryan. And we still got two more strategies to discuss. Let's oh. talk about uh, use it to lose it. I better put my glasses on. That's uh, use yes. It. Using it to lose it. Use it to lose it. And move it or lose it, mm-hmm. which um, somebody's got to hum the song. You've got to move it, move it. I like to you move it, to- move it. It's yes. I like got to. to. I, like I like to, to move it. Like my name's Moto Moto. How do you spell it? M O T O M O T O. All the girls want a photo. All right. My kids listen to the song all the time. <laughs> and now we've got our copyright violation in for today. So um, I think I'm okay because I didn't sing it. <laughs> so let's, let's so, talk about these other two strategies before sure. we wrap it up. Yeah. So so this exercising the upstairs brain. You know, if you don't, what's it? Uh, use it or lose it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I think, and again, I, I I could I could speak for families we've worked with, but I'd rather just rat myself out. Is is um you know that you know that video um I saw it on Facebook years ago where the wife and the husband are sitting on the couch watching TV and she has a nail in her forehead yes. and she's like, I got a headache and he's like, because there's a nail in your forehead. She goes, my head really hurts. He's like. There's a nail right there. Can you just let me take it out? And she's like, why don't you listen to me? And let's go back and forth like that. Because um, men often get accused of trying to, of just not listening, but trying to problem solve. Um, parents do that to their kids all the time. Right. And think of it this way. If I never taught my child how to tie their shoes, they would never learn how to tie their shoes. 
if I don't teach them how to use the upstairs part of their brain, they're going to have a lot of difficulty figuring that out on themselves. It's why when, when a problem is presented in our home, we used to go, okay, let's just do this. And that's like, okay, well, how, what do you think we should do about that? Well, so let me throw this in here because I want to, I don't want to disagree with what you're saying, but I want to add a component to it. And it's not that if you don't teach them how to tie their shoes, they're never going to learn how to tie their shoes. They're going to learn how to tie their shoes. It's just not going to be from you. Right. And if, if we don't teach these things to our children, They'll YouTube it. They'll Google it. They'll yeah. friend it at school. They'll they'll creepy guy around the corner it. You know, you name it. Because they're insert, sponges. Whatever. They're That's going to learn the right. basic fundamentals of life. Do we want to teach them or do we want to allow it to happen yeah, no, that, that, that's an absolutely great ad. I th- what I, the only thing I would say is that when you said, if you don't teach them, they'll learn somewhere, you probably should have paused and counted to three because that was a really pause and absorb comment, I thought. I missed an opportunity. <laughs> that was really good. It's, really, it's true, though. It's true, though, right? And so we have to take the responsibility. It's, it's part of your responsibility as a parent to mentor your child's brain. Right. And, and so that's, that's kind of the, you know, because they're not going to learn how to use it. They're not going to learn how to, um, you know, it's like math. Somebody had to teach him how to do the math, right? Somebody has to teach him how to do the problem solving. Somebody has to coach them on good decision making. Um, somebody has to coach them on, um, on telling the truth because um, here, here's, here's news that people may not enjoy for the fourth time. Morality is an upstairs brain function. Mm. And, um, and, and so that's why you lie when you're scared. It makes perfect sense if you understand how the brain works because it's self-preservation. Um, you know, whether I should tell, telling the truth or not telling the truth is a function of the upstairs mind, which in a traumatized child may or may not even be online yet. And so if your, if your concern is that your child's lying a lot, um, that's a brain issue, not necessarily, um, I don't even want to say it, but, uh, but I'll do air quotes. That's a bad kid. Right. You know, so we have to kind of understand that. You know, I think all the traits we want, and and they do a great job of sending some of them out in the book in terms of empathy and self-understanding and good decision-making. I don't know a parent that doesn't have the goal or the intentions for their kiddos to have those characteristics. I think we we sell ourselves short. We we fail in that in that we don't realize the amount of – of responsibility on our part that it takes to, to mm. get our kiddos there. Yeah, that's good. So, so I'm I'm going off. Of, I'm actually probably going to post a link to this in our show notes. I've found this uh, resource that kind of summarizes things pretty well. It's called uh, the Montessori Notebook dot com, and they have a summary of the whole brain child book. Huh. I can neither confirm nor deny that at this time. <laughs> but uh, they, so they, I'm, I'm, I'm going to to some of their notes because I think it's it's they have a, a graphic here that is just fantastic. I think um, so under use it or lose it, they say uh, exercise the upstairs brain, e.g., give choices, practice solving solving problems with uh, children, practice controlling emotions. Uh, build self-understanding, consider others' feelings. So those some of the things like we do, like redos and and offering choices and, and those sorts of things, they're not just about directing the child's behavior in the moment, right? They're not just about solving a, a situational instance, but these are the strategies for how we help the children complete the construction on yes. the upstairs brain, right? Yeah. You're doing construction with those questions. That's like right. You, you're actually changing. Yeah. The, the infrastructure of that of that brain. When you say, um, you know, kid comes home from school, Johnny comes home and says, Mommy, Sally fell off the playground today. She fell off the swings and busted up her knee. And we go, oh, man, poor Sally. Or we can go, oh, buddy, then what did she do? How did that feel for you seeing her do that? 
How would you feel if you fell off the swings? What were other kids doing? Were they laughing? And you start to, you become this investigator and you start to ask these, these curious questions. It's starting to, you're doing just that. You're building the construction or you're planting the seeds of empathy and compassion yeah. and um, understanding other people. And I think, I think that's really important in that what we're asking of ourselves first and foremost and what we're encouraging from other families or other parents is that this isn't groundbreaking stuff. This isn't... Um, all that difficult. It's going to feel difficult if this isn't our typical parenting style, but there's room just as much for the kids to grow. There's room for us to grow as well. And it's changing the things that we're, the conversations that we're probably having already. It's just changing them up a little bit. And maybe it's asking more questions, more pointed questions. And this book gives excellent examples of of how we can do that. I mean, the dialogues itself, I think that's such a great uh, tip for some of our families, just to be able to read and see what that conversation looks like. Well, and they, they also have the refrigerator sheet at the back yeah. of the book, and then they have um, whole brand ages and stages and um, just some tips on how to do these things. And I think this is really, really helpful because it's super, super practical at the end of the book. Um, the last one there, uh, Move It or Lose It. It's my favorite. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> So, I like to move, uh, it, move, like it. move it, move it. M-O-T-A, anyway. Um, and, and so kind of over the years, the way this is, this is morphed in our house is if, if things are starting to get unsettled, you know, and the kids are starting to kind of simmer, um, my wife will just say, hey, let's go for a walk around the block. And we'll go for a walk around the block. And we'll put the dogs on leashes, and they just think we're going for a walk around the block. You have a friend who um, they, they measured out a mile loop in their neighborhood, and they all go for a run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the kids are competitive, so they actually compete. Now they're, they're runners, so they can run with their children. I'm, I'm very much not a runner, so um, the kids lap us when they go for a <laughs> run. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just simple things like that. You know, we have, we have a basketball hoop at the end of our driveway. And, we'll just go and, and once we kind of connected emotionally, let's go play basketball. You know, let's go ride the bikes. Go, let's go swing. Go jump on the trampoline and, and those kinds of things because there is the motion that helps you calm, right? And so what, 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 I, really, what I really love, what I really love um, is when, because the goal is self-regulation, right? And so when we've been doing these things long enough, and I know if people are hearing this for the first time, they're going to really walk around the block. But I will tell you that two weeks ago, I'd got pretty heated in my in our home with my 16 year old son, and he and he was starting to yell about something and was getting re- was really really dysregulated. But even in the midst of that, because we've done this so much, he just walked out the front door, walked a lap around the block, and came back inside. Or you know, I've I've seen him when he sometimes struggles. We got one of the spider web swings in the tree in the front yard. Uh, he'll go sit in that and swing. Or our kids will go and uh, and jump on the trampoline. Or this isn't even tied to this, but they'll they'll do the like my one daughter. She'll be like be in the middle of just like really emotionally. She'll start doing like 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 Lamar's breathing or something. I think we owe them twenty five cents now. Lamar's breathing, even in the midst of that, because we've we've coached this so much in our home. Um, that if we will just consistently do these things, the kids will learn how to do them over time, and there are positive results. Well, in the example in the book of she's 
the son is in the room studying and mom walks in and he's fetal position on the floor and he's just says, I can't. And he gets up and he runs out the front door and runs and then comes back and is able to be Mm -hmm. attentive enough to his studies and finish studying. And it just, it made me think of memories for me in, in school coming home and doing homework. Homework was done at the kitchen table with the TV off. I had one pen, one pencil, no music. And I sit at the kitchen table until I finish my homework. And and as much as I don't know how much that contributed to my actual work ethic, I get where my mom was coming from. But now with my kiddos having a rolly ball or one of those exercise balls to lean on, why she, my eldest would read in high school and going mm-hmm. in from junior high to high school was a really difficult time. I think it's a hard time for any kid, but the, the, the work becomes more demanding and the studies are difficult, more difficult. And so we threw a ball in there and roll on it while you read. And she'd lay on the bed with her head hanging down and introverted. And and she did f- just fine. She was able to complete her homework. You know, was it the way that it, I had it asked of me or the way that I experienced it as a child? Absolutely not. In fact, it was pretty much exactly opposite. And yet the results were the same. And I think helping to realize the importance of of movement and what it takes. This wasn't in the book, but I love this. Ryan, you were talking about, you know, some connecting activities that involved movement. Movement, this is left and right integration. When we move, we're actually accessing the left part of our brain and it increases language. And so another favorite memory of mine was every single night after dinner, my mom and I and my two sisters, we'd walk the dog for about two miles or around the block. And that's when we got to talk about problems and Mm. issues and life and things that were going on. And it was just really organic. It came out organically. Um, And so I think not only can it help settle that that downstairs brain and help to get to the upstairs brain because it increases language, but it can, like you were saying, be great connecting opportunities. When you're doing those um, walk walk around the block as a way to kind of uh, utilize this strategy uh, right on the heels or in the midst of a, of a conflict or a situation, uh, is it important though to like if – I think what I'm trying to get at is I can envision I can envision folks I can envision myself being like it's time to take a walk and then we're like we're stomping around the block right and we're we're just continuing whatever happened inside as we're doing it outside is it is it is it important I mean does that does that work or is it important that we like say okay we're taking a walk and we'll revisit this later like what does that look like I think that may, I think that's too much you're making too much sense of it and uh. and the brain won't be ready for it <laughs> I said uh, too much well, he, he's gonna he's gonna clip that and like make it his ringer now <laughs> That's the new intro to the show. <laughs> I said, Sean, you're making too much sense. I think go out on the walk, kicking and screaming and stomping, and you'll be impressed to see Short 10 minutes later, you guys aren't kicking and screaming and stomping. That that movement alone is going to be regulating enough for you that your body's just naturally going to calm. It just happens. It does. To that. have that much conversation about it, I think, isn't necessary and could give you a an alternative outcome. I think I'm going to intentionally pick a fight with my kids tonight so Do I can it. try this and see if it works. It just sounds phenomenal. <laughs> I'm going it's for like a, a walk. Magic trick. I'm, going, I'm going, going to take it on America's if, Got Talent. If, if your house is anything like mine, you probably won't need to engineer it. <laughs> um, what, 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 you know what we try to do, though, um, obviously not in, in the summer in Texas, um, but when, when it's not a hundred and a million outside – we try to make the family walk around as much um, as, as frequent as possible. So it's not just a um, we're doing it, but, you know, at the end of the day, 
you know, just before dinner time, it's 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 pretty unsettled in any case because they they've had enough of dealing with each other and all that stuff, you know. And so we'll try to make that as part of the, the regular routine, um, and so that way it, it seems a little more natural and not just like, okay, nobody's no no nobody's acting right. We're going for a walk. Um, I know we got to wrap this up because I just looked at the clock over there in your phone, Sean. Um, but I'm going to say something that's potentially controversial, and then just to throw that grenade and let it be. What we just talked about is why the worst thing you can do to an elementary school child is take their recess away from them if they're behaving poorly. Preach. Silence. Let it sit. It's I very- learned from you from earlier. <laughs> that was Which is funny because I learned from you it? from last episode. <laughs> we teach each other. I love it. It's, it's an like excellent we're in relationship. point, Ryan. Yeah, it's but- an excellent point. And if you have any any issues with that, please email Lori Fungi. You can at L Fungi. <laughs> no, 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 no emails. Join our Facebook group. That's right. Foster Post in Facebook. Fault in the Facebook group. Foster Family Matters on Facebook. Um, so that is, you know, exactly right. And actually, I'd like to do that. If if you have a, if you agree with that, if you have a difference of opinion with regards to recess and activity at school and so on and so forth, uh, the Facebook group would be a fantastic place to spark that conversation mm. up. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, keep it respectful, and uh, we'll we'll join the join in the discussion and share our opinions, of which we have. Many. Like a sanctioned boxing match, only punches above the belt, please. <laughs> so, okay. So uh, we are kind of reaching, we've, we've well exceeded what uh, we like to do for our episodes, but hopefully it was all useful content. Um, this one was a three strategy chapter, so it took a little bit more uh, time. We hope that you're enjoying this series. Uh, we hope that you're finding it useful. Again, the best way to provide us feedback, if you're if you're out there listening and, and you're hearing something you like or, or you wish that we would talk about something different, is to join that Facebook group, uh, Foster Family Matters, uh, and on Facebook. Just search for it, and uh, we'll get you added. Uh, both Lori and Ryan and myself uh, try to be as present in the group as we can uh, to interact with you guys, and 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 it's a great place for y'all to connect with one another as well. So you don't you don't have to connect with us necessarily. Um, Final thoughts on this particular chapter, and and uh, then we'll we'll finish this one up. I think I'll challenge all families in the next couple of weeks between now and our next podcast. Um, one strategy to put in your tool bag is the movement. So, yeah. a couple situations. Situation is Johnny's having an all out fallout meltdown, DEFCON one. Um, hey, buddy, give me 10 jumping jacks. Let's see how fast we can run around the kitchen table. We don't run in our house, Lori. Okay, let's see how fast we can run outside. Um, let's see how quick we can go to our room and roll on the floor. There's lots of different opportunities um, in the middle of a meltdown. The other opportunity is if you need your child or if there's an expectation for that child to do something, up brain, upstairs brain-wise, such as homework, summer school, um, tending to something, being empathetic, being compassionate, ask and encourage that kiddo to do some jumping jacks, going on a walk before you expect them to tap into that upstairs brain. They may need the movement prior to getting there. Um, And so in any of these opportunities, make yourself present and join them and join in it with them um, because you are going to get as much enjoyment out of it as they are. I promise. What she said. No. <laughs> you always do that. You've got to do, come do up I, with your own closing Do, do I, I'm you, sorry. You frequently say ditto. Uh, I, I ref, okay. I, well, I'd like to take, take that back and try again, Sean. Sure. Let's have a read. <laughs> like there we go. Um, I, I would say that, that um, yes, um, things are taught, but we have to accept that a lot's caught. 
And so if we want our children to, uh, to use their upstairs brain uh, instead of riding these big emotional waves, then perhaps we can lead in that in the home and, and, and try to be reasonable, responsible, kind uh, people to our children and really try to operate from that upstairs part of our brain instead of having the big emotional responses. Um, because if you're having the big emotional responses, they're not going to learn how to not do that over time. Um, you know, and so that requires us to, to be intentional. That requires us to sort of practice that outside of the moment. So when the moment comes, we're better in the moment. I'm not saying we're going to be perfect in the moment. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. But we do need to be better in the moment so the kids can learn from us by, by us, uh, you know, mentoring and coaching them how to do it. Because the waves are going to happen. Yep. The waves of emotion are coming. We encourage you to grab your surfboard and jump on in. Or just like a little boogie board if you can't stand on moving water, <laughs> like I can't stand on moving water. I'm from, I'm from a city where like, like half the people surf, and I tried to surf once, and it was like half a second, just planted my face in the water. So Jesus didn't need a board, I'm just saying. Well, I, I, Good I thing you're not Jesus. I don't know what you're just saying, though. <laughs> I don't either. I mean, completely out of context. Um, so uh, my, my closing thought on this particular chapter, and it probably is applicable to all of them is apply this to yourself before you apply it to your kids. Um, the, you know, we're, we as adults are just kids that have a little bit more tenure under our belts. And um, whether your parents did this for you or not, don't use that as an excuse yeah. to not. Kid uh, emeritus. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. We're all honorary kids. Uh, but seriously, um, it, it, start with yourself uh, before you look anywhere else. Get your get yourself as straight as you can, and and you know some of you are in situations where you're going to have to do it concurrently. And and if you're the person that's sitting there going, "Well, none of this applies to me," then you're absolutely the person that this applies to the most. <laughs> uh, just just between you and me, it seriously. Um, Okay. That's the end of this one, guys. So uh, my kind of closing as usual is uh, thank you so much for listening. And uh, now, you know, maybe watching, uh, we are sharing this. If, if you're if you're used to downloading this as a podcast in audio format only, uh, we've started putting up some video uh, versions of this on YouTube and also doing some little clips on Instagram TV and maybe sharing some on Facebook as well. So if you want to if you want to see some of the shenanigans that goes on here, in addition to just listening to listening to our, uh, I think it's dulcet tones. Is that what we've said before? I think that is what we've said before. Yes. Then uh, feel free to check us out on on each of those different distribution channels. Share, like, love, four star, give us reviews. Uh, seriously, we need we need the support in helping to grow the show. The way that these uh, various channels work is that uh, the more people that. Uh, actively like us the more people they will show it to and if you think we're doing some good work here help us get the word out by by taking that step for us don't forget to join our facebook group what am i leaving out anything i think you got it i think i got it too guys have a have a great week and uh, we'll hit you up with uh, the third part of this series uh next time goodbye goodbye